check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. You're set. All right. Welcome, man. Hey, thank you, man. I'm, I'm glad I got the opportunity to come here. I, uh, I, I didn't. I, this was a complete hit out of left field for me. Was it to hear from you? I mean, I know we stayed in touch and mm-hmm. everything, and I knew you were doing your thing. And a couple times here and there, I've you know hit you up and said you know congrats on what you're doing and in LA you're killing it and blah blah blah. But then I got the random text of hey you know you want to be on a on a podcast I'm doing. I'm like <laughs> man I, I've never done it. I watched so many of them, but yeah. it's like. I was like, man, I never thought I'd actually be on a podcast. And then to have you actually hit me up and to make it happen, even though it's the tundra outside right now, we got mm-hmm. you know 14 inches of snow coming our way. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm just glad is? to be here. It's we're gonna get it's gonna get nasty tonight. Yeah, there's, they're saying storm warnings, but well, yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. First of all, I appreciate that. I, I'm uh, really happy to have you. That's yeah. that's the thing is when I was thinking about doing this and who I'd want to reach out to first. In my mind, obviously, I'm thinking. I basically kind of want to make it about them. So I don't know why they wouldn't do it, but you never know what people are going to say or or if they want to do it or not. Yeah, Um, I'm too busy, man. Sorry. Yeah. You're not too busy. You just don't care. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And even if it doesn't work out, I had some people who said they want to do it, but it's just not going to work out uh, at the time when when it would work out for me. And Mm. that's totally fine. Yeah. You know, so I tell them, you know, I'd love to have you on no matter what in the future. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's no stress. Like, like even today, there's there's no right. Like I was saying before, there's no in my mind wrong way of doing it whatever we talk about is what we talk about yeah and dude, we're not playing jeopardy man we're just we're having a conversation that's exactly all it is. exactly that's all it is it's easy enough and uh yeah so super happy to have you on michael zanotti here for anybody listening who does not know or is not watching on video um yeah man so you are killing it here trying trying to stay as uh, as as positive as i can yeah it's uh I tell you what, man, the fitness entry in Minnesota, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough because we're not, we don't deal with the same type of, you know, good weather and, and good positivity that you would see in the coast 100%. or on the coast, uh, rather, you know, in, in California or whether it's Florida, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those super warm, you know, uh, happy areas it's 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 easy to do a, a fit or arizona for example is perfect i have a lot of buddies in arizona that are killing it right now and those places are just so ideal because you're dealing with a state that doesn't really get cold you know for us here in minnesota it's tough because nine months of the year we're dealing with snow you mm-hmm. know whether it's you know right I, now. I can't get to the gym today um you know i can't do this the you know the roads are just so bad blah 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 whatever it is it's it's just tough man and the 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 seasonal depression aspect of it too. It's like, it's hard to keep that positive, like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go get after it today when it's a day like today, you know, like today after this podcast, I still have to find time to go train. So it's, it's not always ideal. Um, but I try to stay as positive as I can. And I, you know, I'm luckily, or I'm fortunate enough to, you know, have people that reach out to me on a constant basis, you know, yourself and, you know, people that I've, I've known for a couple years now that, give me that positive reinforcement of, you know, Hey man, you know, I look at your stuff here from time to time and Mm -hmm. it it motivates the shit out of me. So little things like that, you know, it just, it makes my day. And, you know, I can hear it all day long from these people that I don't really know, but when you hear from somebody that you know personally and that you've, you know, you've, you've hung out with or, you know, partied with back in the day, it it means so much more to, to have that come from them because they know your process. They know where you were, where you're at now. So it's, it's so much more genuine. Yeah, because they can see your full growth. You know, 100%. they're kind of not just nothing wrong with discovering you at wherever you're at and and appreciating. You know, say say where you're at if they're interested in fitness. But yeah, if someone who's seen, known you for years and yeah, seen you never be involved in it to to where whatever the the industry is 
for you fitness um seeing you progress to where you're at that, that is a good point yeah it's, it's uh you know especially people that know you you know for for that have known me since i was a kid mm -hmm. you know i was i was big into the in smoking weed back in high school and uh you know middle school i i wasn't that guy that was going to really amount to anything yeah i loved making people laugh you know that's always been a part of me is the whole the the comedy thing i've always loved making people laugh that's that's always been what i like to do so people never took it serious you know i i wasn't a guy that got good grades by any means so mm -hmm. i kind of was that guy that was gonna amount to like yeah he'll work you know a nine to five mm -hmm. he'll do this he'll do that and um Maybe like a trade job yeah or... for sure man like i mean i i super good at mechanics so that's where i saw myself too was i'll just be a mechanic mm -hmm. don't get me wrong they make good money yeah exactly but, especially now more and more probably yeah. there's less and less people exactly but uh for me it was like you know i went to college i went to uh, i went for law enforcement i was i was originally going to go to be a cop it's just not a good day and age to be a cop so <laughs> yeah. uh you know for for personal reasons and due to you know kind of a mindset change i was like yeah. you know let's do something else so um then I got into the fitness thing and dude, it's just been a roller coaster since then for the good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I left college two years in and just said, screw this. I'm going to pursue bodybuilding. Were you going to a, was it a four year degree that you had to do for law enforcement? <laughs> yeah, man, I was going to St. Cloud. Uh, I was going to St. Cloud state. I was actually going for athletic training. Okay. So I was originally going, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to be in the fitness world at that point. Um, if I back up to, you know, I was going to Alexandria law enforcement. Uh, that's where it started. And I, I maybe have one semester left before I could, you know, become a police officer oh, wow, if I ever wanted close. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it just wasn't, it wasn't there for me, man. I, I was waking up and learning all these things, you know, criminal code, you know, Minnesota justice systems, all that stuff. And it, it wasn't intriguing to me. And I, it's actually funny because I ended up watching, that's when I really got into podcasts too. So I started listening to all these podcasts and these people would talk and these successful, you know, million billionaires would sit there and talk and they'd be like, you know. I didn't go to college, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't give into the cliche and it, for me, it, it hit me pretty hard. Cause I'm like, I'm going to college because I was told I have to go to college. I'm not going cause I wanted to, mm -hmm. you know? And that was kind of the, that was kind of the thing that we learned when we were in high school is like, if you don't go to college, you're not going to amount to anything. They definitely make it feel like that. Yeah. It's, and I feel like part of it, you know, you know, whether you want to call it a conspiracy or not, I think that's part of the process for them is they want to get you to spend all this money and get this degree when I know a lot of people that are making way more money than me right now. They didn't mm -hmm. even go to college. Yeah. And they're not in debt. Like we were just saying, these mechanics, trades jobs, stuff like that. These mm -hmm. people that just left, mm -hmm. they're making great money. Electricians, mm -hmm. plumbers. I mean, they're making six figures. Yeah. My uncle's an electrician does very well. Yeah. That's what He's I'm saying. He's been doing it a while, but yeah, he does very well. So that's kind of what hit it for me is I was like, I am doing this because someone told me I had to do it. And, you know, I, I don't like this anymore. So, um, so yeah, I switched it over to, to personal training. Like the, it was called health and wellness when I went to okay. Alexandria. So I started there. Um, I didn't like that. I was like, no, I want a four year. So I went to St. Cloud and then in St. Cloud, I, that's when I did my first competition actually was at St. Cloud did very well. Um, was it in St. Cloud? No, it was. It was in Duluth. I did the Minnesota Duluth. Mayhem. So I did that show and well, uh, actually my first, first show, I did a NPC show. So that's the guys that are on gear. Um, you don't get tested. Um, I did that when I was 19. On gear, are you talking about steroids? Steroids, yeah. Okay, and yep. it's totally it's acceptable big. in that competition? In NPC, yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's acceptable. It's just, they- Don't bust you. They don't, uh, 
it's kind of like it's it's brushed under the carpet you know okay. like it's there it clearly you're yeah. looking at these guys that are 250 pounds and bone shredded yeah you don't get that no. on just eating kale you know no. <clears throat> the average person i think might sometimes have a hard time distinguishing that but yeah yeah and that's that's the thing man is even when you know when i was because i'm switching over to the npc now uh and i'm gonna start competing in the npc but when i was competing in natural federations i was always getting that like oh dude you're on gear why are you lying to people it's like I got no reason to lie. Yeah. I have no reason at all to lie. It's not worth looking like a fool and failing a piss test for me. Um, That's cool. They call it on gear. I've never heard yeah, that. Yeah, on gear, on, on roids, on the juice. Um, but yeah, man, so I did my first, I was 19. I did pretty well, but um, I, that's when I started physique and then started going to college, blah, blah, blah. Um, did another show. That was in Duluth. That, that's when I switched over to the natty scene because I was like, I don't like going against guys that I know have an advantage. Mm -hmm. To me, it was just not – I was putting myself already at a disadvantage. So I was like, 100%. why? Why would I do this? So, 100%. Um, and I looked into natural bodybuilding, and it has, like, no name. Like, you're not – you're not going to find yourself dealing with a guy that's, you know, got big name, big uh, sponsorships, like, you know, an Arnold Schwarzenegger type figure. You're not going to find that natural bodybuilding. So my goal then was, hey, I'm going to be the first guy to make it. You know, I'm going to be the first guy to put natural bodybuilding on the map and give it a face, you know. So did you feel like it was kind of not the minor leagues, but just not cared about as much and not like uh, paid attention to? Yeah, man, as, as I would consider it like a, it was like the rugby of of you know of football if you okay. want to put if you want to put like the nfl in in an umbrella yeah um and you want to put you know rugby and you know xfl and all this stuff under it it was kind of like rugby man like great it gets attention for the people that really do like it yeah the but it's hearts. not yeah but it's not something that you're going to flip through channels and be like oh you know patriots are playing today yeah. you know it's that's kind of how it was that's how natural bodybuilding is it's you really had to dig to try to find natural bodybuilding yeah. and shows and this and that so it's just it's not talked about a lot um for reasons simply because you know if you look at it from a interest standpoint it's pretty cool to see guys that are just juiced out of their mind and and huge yeah. you don't like looking at a guy that looks like something you could maybe attain if you you know had some discipline and did a couple things um so for, i totally get it from an interest standpoint it's crazy to see these freak like creatures on stage like that's that's where the money's at mm -hmm. that's why they're making you know half a million dollars when they take first place at a show versus i mean i did the natural olympia and you would make uh, the winner won five thousand bucks really five thousand bucks is yeah. that big of a difference yeah so there's no like i was kind of on the edge of at a few times dabbling with uh, bodybuilding or not. I would yeah. work out like I was kind of doing a show or whatever that's just the type of workouts I'd do but I never, never ended up doing it but so there's not like this kind of like respect of the guys who are natural versus the guys who are um, using I think I didn't know but from the outside I kind of thought maybe that would be a thing it's a pretty but I had no idea it's a pretty mutual respect man I mean when it comes to enhanced athletes there really is no like you there there's no means to be able to talk any shit to natural bodybuilders there just really isn't it's it's a pretty common respect the only thing you will see is some guys that are natural and diehard natural athletes they'll be like oh they're you know they cheat they do this they're you know they're they're enhancing themselves but yeah honestly they kind of shit on the other one yeah and it's it's sad man because i when i grew up watching these guys I know I have a lot of buddies, you know, and, you know, that 
grew up and did the MPC and were on and, you know, they were working just as hard as I was to do this stuff. So it's not like they're they're cheating by any means. Yeah, yeah you're, you're taking a supplement that will enhance your body, but you still can't slack on your diet. Yeah. You still have to put in the work and do, and if anything, it makes you have to work harder because you're enhancing your body. So you want to take full advantage of that. Mm. If you're not pushing your body to its absolute limits. It's a waste. It's a waste. It's an absolute waste. Yeah, I think that's a kind of misconception with steroids. And maybe anyone who's just not at all involved in fitness or have any knowledge of it. I don't have a ton of knowledge, so definitely do not take lessons from me on steroids. But um, people thinking that just taking them is going to get you shredded. No, like, man. no, you can't just take them and then it's, it's like protein. You can't just drink protein and then you're not just going to grow. Like you got to fucking work. You still got to work your ass off and it's going to help you. Or even some as simple as creatine, man. Mm-hmm. Everyone everyone growing up used to think like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hop on creatine yep, and put on 15 big. pounds. Yeah. yeah, right on. You're going to put on 15 pounds of water. Mm-hmm. Good luck. You know, like, what are you going to do with that? You're going to look like <laughs> you're going to get you're gonna look like a that's, balloon, man. That's the like, people who would talk shit to like, oh, I took that and I just got fat. <laughs> yeah, but what were you eating? Exactly. Were you doing takeout two times a day and then going home and having a chicken and rice meal and calling it a good diet? Yeah. That's not how it works. You know, it's bodybuilding is one of those sports where it's I almost compare it to wrestling in the aspect of it's such an individualized sport. Mm-hmm. It's you and the and the competitor. But the only person that's going to determine the outcome of, you know, how you do against these other people is yourself. Mm-hmm. Like as a wrestler, it's it's you versus the other guy mm-hmm. across the mat from you. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're not there's no one to help you. There's no teammates. There's nothing. You have a coach yeah, that's going to help you. Yourself. But if, if you're my coach and you say, hey, today you're going to cut your carbs. You're going to do 30 grams of carbs. That's not a lot of carbs. That's mm-hmm. like a cup of rice. You know, so as me, like I'm, my coach isn't watching me the whole day. Mm-hmm. If I cheat, that's on me. And it's so easy to do that. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people, yeah, it's just it's it's they can't do it because they don't have the discipline. They don't have the discipline when someone's not watching them to do what they need to do. Yeah. And then you see it. In the diet. You see it. In the diet, dude. The diet's everything. Yeah. The diet is literally everything. If I just cut my carbs by 100 grams, I will lose body fat pretty fast. Mm-hmm. I don't even need to do cardio. But I also have a fast metabolism. Not everybody's privileged like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. At the same time, if I have a day where I don't eat a lot, I'll lose five pounds. So, Fuck. yeah. Yeah, man. I was really getting into... Right before I moved to LA was probably the biggest... And I wasn't very big, but the biggest I had been putting on, I was intentionally oh, finally paying attention to diet more than I ever had been before. And like yep. intentionally trying to eat as much as I can and literally staying up two or three hours past when I wanted to go to sleep at night just to eat more because I hadn't hit my macros for the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. So diet is fucking huge. And it, and it worked 100%. Like it's a grind. Did it for like three or four months got about just to where i wanted to i was like half pound short but then yeah i have a fast metabolism too and i literally stopped eating like that and like in a week boom it like all was gone yep and it was just like fuck i'd put four months took me four months to kind of get up to this point boom like literally seven days it just fell off but i mean granted muscle memory is a real thing and you know if you ever were to get back on that wagon it would happen faster than the first time but yeah, it's... So you think it's hardest that first time to kind of gain weight, bulk up, and then cut 100%. back down? 100%. Is it? Okay. 100%. I'm not saying it gets any easier. I've been trying for the last two years now to get to 170, and I finally hit 170. Now I'm at 185, so I'm way over what I wanted to be, which is super cool because I spent all my, pretty much all of my 
early competition years at like 160 to 165. Mm -hmm. The most I ever was before my last show was 168. Mm -hmm. So now I finally just, you know, switched over to the MPC. Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, whether you want to call it the dark side of the sport, whatever it is, <laughs> um, it doesn't change the fact that I have to work hard. Yeah. I, I still bust my ass and I've been able to put on, yeah, I'm up to 185 now. So I've been able to put on 20 pounds of pretty lean mass. I mean, I, yeah. I'm not, you know, absolutely peeled. I don't yeah. have a, an APAC, but you know, it's, I, I'm still, pr I look pretty good for what a guy in his off season would look like. Mm -hmm. But that's the fast metabolism. You'd be the same way, you know. It's just it's some of us are just blessed with mm -hmm. good genetics to that point where we can eat anything. Yeah, and we'll still look pretty good. Yeah. Where you did you wrestle growing up? Related? No, no, no. Because I I was I wrestled for a long time growing up, and yeah, I remember when I first got into I, I got pulled up to wrestle varsity when I was in eighth grade, and I was literally like fifteen pounds under. Yeah. Under <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. weight. <laughs> so right before weigh-ins, I'd be eating like a foot long, and everyone's just pissed pissed at me and cranky because they're cutting oh, yeah, weight all week they're, they're still they're like, in the, the sauna fuck? with their trash bags on yeah feeling like shit just yeah. wait another hour till they can finally eat something dude yeah. i wish i would have done wrestling because with how my metabolism is i would have shit i would have been able to cut to like 130 then yeah. wrestled i would have probably been like 155 on on the on the day of the meet how much how much how big were you in high school <sighs> dude i was so small man really? i was like 145 you're bigger than me tiny i was tiny I don't know where the weight was. I, I really don't. <laughs> I mean, I started working out like junior year of high school, so I maybe had a little. I yeah. thought I was fucking jacked in high school, but yeah. I was such a pussy, dude. Dude, a kid who was 160 in high school but ripped looks kind of big. Yeah. Like in yeah. football, I remember the, I remember just our coaches, like other running backs and whatever. The kid would only be like 160. But to us at that time, obviously there's kids who are bigger. But if you're like a muscular high school kid at 160, athletic, like you look like a truck. Yeah, like John. Yeah. John, John, oh yeah. John looked like a freak. Mm -hmm. And I just talked was, to him literally yesterday. Yeah, and he was not. He'd be. A, he'd be a cool guy to have on the podcast. He, I just had sure. him yesterday. Yeah. yeah. That. That's awesome. He. Yeah. Fucking love him. He's a great guy. Shout out to John. Um, we, were, we were gonna have you come uh, to his place, oh, but that, I didn't bring my other mics because I had to fly here. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I got like four, three, two other mics. I have four total, but I only got the one fucking uh, set up here. I didn't want to fly. Dude. Yeah. Fly he, across country. He's a great guy, man. I even once every once in a while we still follow each other on social media too, and he's another one. He'll hit me up, and be like, "Man, it's awesome to watch you progress." I'm like, "Dude, you're about to be in the NFL. You know how cool it is for you to <laughs> for you to message me and tell me that what I'm doing is cool. Like, yeah. I'm nothing compared to you." So hey, uh, you're getting there too, bro. You're, you're making your own lane, and you're fucking you're gonna kill it on your on your own path. Yeah. Oh man, I. You already are. That's the thing. Creating this this lane with a fucking bulldozer for the last three years, and it's going somewhere, but. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been, uh, what would be the correct way to ask this on gear? Uh, dude, I'm, do I sound really fucking dumb saying it like no, that? No, no, that was a great question. <laughs> you could have, it could have been way worse. How yeah. long have you been, have you been doing, doing the, the drugs, doing the steroids? Um, no, man, I got on whatever 20 weeks ago. It's this week was 20 weeks. Cause I just got off my first cycle. It'd be so. five months. Yeah, so about five months. Normally, you run your first cycle anywhere from sixteen to twenty weeks. Sixteen your to first twenty time. weeks. I okay. kept it super basic, super low. A lot of guys will start and they'll get on and they'll blast stuff. Yeah, too and much. These are the guys that get acne all over the place. Their body does not respond well, and that's kind of, you can kind of tell it too because they age really fast too. Really? Guys will lose their hair. I've seen I've seen everything, man. 
um, guys growing f- body hair in areas you didn't even yeah. know you could grow hair. Become gorillas. Um, yeah, it's it's you can tell. The biggest thing is the the acne thing. That's huge. And some people it's genetic. Um, I know a lot of buddies that aren't taking a lot. Uh, but they just naturally had bad acne, yeah. and it, it triggers it a little more because you're you're adding it's like a test- catalyst. Because you're, when your body produces more testosterone, whatever. I mean, I'm not I'm not a doctor, but yeah. whatever, whatever that you know chemical, it starts. Yeah, it, yeah. It, uh, it it pumps more hormones or whatever it is, makes it shit work faster, mm-hmm. and yeah. So it's kind of sad. I mean, but do you see guys like whether intentionally or unintentionally like? really abusing it and fucking themselves up all <laughs> yeah, the time. Dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you see it all the time, man. And it's it's so sad to see because you'll see guys that are 20, my age, 23 years old, mm-hmm. and they look 49. So it's, yeah, man, it's... <laughs> it's like, bro, I haven't yeah, seen you for a month and you aged dude, a decade. yeah, you grew up 25 years. What happened? Yeah, it's 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 wild man and the thing is too is like you're you're putting something in your body so you you would think you know in an ideal scenario you would be pretty smart about it and do mm-hmm. your research and biggest thing is consulting with doctors it's amazing how many people don't do it yeah do they think they're gonna get in trouble or i yeah but it's like dude the doctor's not gonna like snitch on you you yeah. know what i'm saying and i'm not saying that to go around talking about it to everybody but i mean if you're the thing about that makes me super mad is there's guys out there that are on and they they don't talk about it and they're they act like they're not and if, if asked it. about it they're like oh no never never done that in my life it's like dude everyone knows come on man yeah. like it's it's not it's becoming a more acceptable thing but it's like guys will be so much quicker to be like oh yeah i just did coke last week than they are to be Through like oh yeah you know i did a steroid <laughs> cycle so it's, that's true <laughs> i honestly i was not expecting you to um be so open about that right away i had no idea yeah, obviously i know that's in bodybuilding i had no idea if you were it's there, doing that man. or not yeah. but i mean i think it's of, awesome that you are a lot of people probably if they didn't know now they know yeah. um you know when you switch to the when you go from being a natural competitor and you switch to the npc yeah you kind of know and for me at least like my buddies that know me well i even have to tell them because yeah. they're like bro six weeks ago you were 165 pounds now you're 180 like You've been trying to do diet, the, yeah, bro. You've been trying to do this for three years now. Yeah. Like the fuck. When did you start juicing? And yeah. so yeah, it's it's a given, man. And uh, I don't mind being open. And there's a lot of like Seth Ferrosi. He's one. He's a, he's a bodybuilder. Super super open about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably helps. I would imagine it's it's like helping you. It's literally you're not. It's just like a lie, bro. You're not continuously having to hide this lie. Yeah. over and over again especially something that people obviously kind of already probably know but they're just waiting for you to acknowledge it yeah dude. like those that's, guys that's just got to be like a monkey on their back their whole until whatever it is that they admit it or maybe they never do yeah and honestly like that's the thing man and what you're talking about with people abusing it i think mm-hmm. that's the people that are a little more self-conscious about it because they just don't want to talk about it they're on yeah. a lot of stuff but me i'm on such a minute like i'm on such a minimal you know cycle that it's not i don't I don't really care too much you yeah. know, to talk about it. It's not It's not a big deal. If people don't know now, they're going to know eventually. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know how many people are listening to this so far, but whoever it is, they know now. Yeah. But Screw it. No, it's fucking awesome that, that you are open about that. Because, it, again, it's literally like fucking, I don't know, sex ed in the 50s or something. Like, if you don't talk about it, people aren't going to know about it. It's going to get not learned it's not, it's not going to be accepted to just learn about it and be the healthiest way 
to it to do it like people are going to do it regardless and unless it was banned or something maybe people would still yeah. probably try to fucking do it and the thing is too man like these guys that are big influencers that do talk about it it's super helpful for up-and-coming guys yeah. to listen to that and be like okay so this is what he's saying you know he's been doing this for 20 years you know this is a first-hand source versus the guys that don't talk about it and they're just like oh yeah you gotta you gotta take this mass gainer over here this stuff's good it's like dude get the fuck yeah, out that's, of here man that is one thing i don't like about the whole fitness industry is is the acting like some dude is already yoked whatever and then he just gets signed on some product that he never takes never uses doesn't even believe in and yeah. they're trying to promote it and i know they're just getting paid for it so it's probably hard to turn down if you're getting big money for it but it's just like i don't know it's just it's just kind of a facade it's kind of a lie yeah dude that's one thing i always told myself when i was coming up and i still tell myself to this day is i will never pick up a sponsorship of a product or a company that i don't I don't genuinely have interest in, yeah. you know, I'm not just going to hop on your bandwagon and start wearing your clothes because, oh, yeah. it looks cool. Yeah. I get that shit on Instagram. I guarantee you do all the time all too. The time, man. Brand, all the time. Content people. These supplement companies mm-hmm. that are like, oh dude, try my pre-workout. It's, nah, I don't want your basement pre-workout, man. Mm-hmm. I take, you know, this, this, and this. If these companies want to sponsor me, by all means, I'll take it because I use it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really big with, with uh, supplements. The, you know, I'm, I'm blessed enough to have a sponsor, uh, Snakebite Fitness. Fuck yeah. Um, Snake, snake bite fitness yeah they're you know use use a discount code it's uh, michael 15 is it so, on your instagram yeah yeah it's on my instagram it's on his fucking instagram go get that shit <clears throat> and you know i i went with them because they're such they're a small up-and-coming minnesota company um they're i mean they th- i think they have like 10 th- 10 or fifteen thousand followers now when they first started they did not mm-hmm. have when so they I really grinded jo- yeah they're hustling man great company they make uh those fat grips like you would use for for dumbbell curls mm-hmm. like the big fat grips and it helps uh, gives you a lot more like gives you wrist a support nasty forearm pump it's disgusting it hurts um but yeah they does make protect, those does it protect your wrist not so it's it's just more or less instead of having a bar that's curled up in your hand like this oh, it's it just opens a bigger it up I yeah see. so it, it works a different head of your bicep i see um so yeah they're they're amazing i i love them and uh, they make super comfortable. I didn't. I don't wear anything today, but they make super comfortable joggers and. Uh, and so they got off. apparel and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I work with them because you know they're small. Uh, I liked their their company, you know, ethic and stuff like that. So you know, and the same thing goes for like a like a black rifle coffee. Like mm-hmm. if I genuinely have interest in your your company and its foundation, and you know, for black rifle coffee, working for ve- like veterans working for veterans, mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, yeah. That's a great. Uh, that's a great ethic and it's there's a lot of morale to that I like yeah. it so. I've heard a lot about that um, coffee brand I'm a huge coffee drinker but I've it's not amazing. yet been able to try them it's amazing if you've never had it you gotta try it I'm, I'm not it. even sponsored but I'm promoting Black Rifle Coffee <laughs> so that's how you know it's fucking good no it's amazing dude free, free advertising it's crazy because it's literally a company that was started by a guy who was overseas mm-hmm. um, you know he's a veteran and he would make he would make coffee every morning and he just he got so interested in it so he would make it for like his his squad whatever it, yeah. uh, whatever he uh i'm pretty sure he was army so you know be a squad mm-hmm. he'd make coffee for them and he would had this little like makeshift thing he made in the truck where he was like a grinder and this and that and um yeah he just would try these different things and he just got so infatuated with it that he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna make a, a coffee company he ends up doing it and it's one of the biggest coffee companies mm-hmm. around now. I, it's I see huge. it everywhere. It's hu- it's everywhere. And it's they give everywhere. back to the military, right? Like yeah, dude, they're all they they take on like veterans that you know a lot. They have uh, you know guys that are amputees this, for like that. employment. You're saying yeah for employment. Like they just take them in. Come work for us. Come work yeah. for us. Um, 
so yeah they're 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 awesome they make all these cool videos of backstories of their different workers and and founders and like you know they show all the badass stuff they did mm-hmm. and their credentials it's it's they, awesome man that is pretty dope actually um i bet that's the pro- there needs to be more of that that is one thing again I, I don't know a ton about was not in the military yeah i'm not a veteran um but just the little things I do here, it seems that there is a very much lack of support for guys coming back. And, and if they're in a bad spot with mental health wise or um, physically, like I don't and I don't even know a whole, about, a whole lot about it. You probably know way more than I do and hear from guys. But a company like that seems like that's fucking needed. Yeah, and that's awesome. Whether that guy who started it was a military guy or not. Um, but just having that kind of culture of like celebrating those dudes who who made that sacrifice at at like a corporate position because i don't i don't know is it do you, do you hear guys coming back and it's almost like they have to hide it if they're going into like a regular nine to five corporate job or i think because you you were you were you're military right yeah i just finished my contract in uh november actually in november? yep so i did six years uh, with the Minnesota Army National Guard. Okay. That was pretty cool. Uh, joined when I was 17, got done in November. So, yeah, six years flew by. But, That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, dude, honestly, uh, I think we're getting better yeah. as a society. I think our eyes opened up a lot after Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, big time when, you know, guys were coming home and getting called, you know, baby killers and, you know, we're getting spit on and, and, and you yeah. know, just, just so mentally and emotionally abused by yeah. their own people mm-hmm. that they were there for mm-hmm. um so yeah i think and it's not like they knew because there was a draft for vietnam wasn't yeah it? so it's not like yeah. they knew what the fuck they were going there for even a lot of the times no man you or they didn't know what they were being ordered to do it was literally hey you're going to vietnam yeah hey you are too you're going yeah. and what if you don't go you go to jail right if you're drafted i believe so i believe so yeah if you did not you would go to jail and a, a lot of a lot of earlier uh earlier jail sentences that's how they would do it they would say you know you can either serve in the military or do your time so yeah even guys who weren't drafted that was a different time Lil b's joining us again in the in the the podcast you want to come up here she just wants some love come here buddy yeah stop jumping and i'll catch you oh kisses oh kisses such cutie (laughs) um but yeah i think we've gotten a lot better as a society of embracing our veterans and uh making i'm trying i'm trying to listen to you (laughs) (laughs) it's all good um yeah we've gotten a lot better i think and it's it's a big turnaround um there is a lot more opportunities out there but if i'm being honest i think it's still underappreciated yeah um a lot of these guys like you said man they go and they do tours and you know i just it's crazy you'll be for me it's a little different I, i i'm on a different path to where you know being a veteran uh, and being I've served you kind of you have a persona to you that guys that are in they pick up on that You know, like as a as a ex-service member I know when somebody had served you just get that 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 aura like from you're them. saying if they did it in an overseas tour uh, Not just, be, just or being just in, in general. It's just, just the way general. they carry themselves yeah. how they talk certain things they do you're like that yeah, he was in 100%. Yeah. Um, and For me, it's different because I see you know, I, I can pick up on stuff like that, but it is amazing to me if I wasn't, you know, a former service member, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't know. Some of these guys are just so closeted with it. Like you would never know. Mm-hmm. You're you could be talking to some guy who looks just average human being, um, and this guy's you know ex special forces. You yeah. know, did six tours in Iraq, and you know he was part of you know the 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 Rangers, you know, seventy mm-hmm. fifth Ranger Regiment, and all this crazy stuff. You're like, what? Like, dude, why are you not like? using that yeah like i would be i would be so i'd be wearing stuff about it um and i just it's i think a lot of guys don't like don't like talking about it and maybe i'm just maybe being that i never deployed i just i see differently but i would be i'd be proud almost of of uh of head serving you know granted some of these guys have some horrible stories so i I, say do you feel like it's kind of more maybe maybe those guys it goes both ways i think i think as a prior service i would be I would be proud of my service and what I did, but at the same time, I can see why a lot of guys would also be like, I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. Because sometimes, I mean, you look at when we first went into Iraq, it's very controversial of why we went to Iraq. Mm-hmm. They, you know, George Bush was saying that, you know, it was for weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Never well, there was a lot right. of controversy saying that he was, we were there to, to get their oil mm-hmm. because they were making way too much money. And we basically jumped in and said, hey, we give us it. some of that money, even though we have nothing to do with it. Give us some of that money. Yeah. And if not, we're going to send guys to come kill you so that we can get the oil. Um, I'm not saying that's what I think. I'm just saying that's... That's an you know, argument out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, it's all over the news. It's nothing I'm saying is, is new. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's... So I think a lot of guys sometimes find themselves in a spot where they're like, yeah, I served and I thought it was going to be this. But I'm a little disappointed because it ended up being this. And I could see that for sure. Almost as if they're ashamed of what they were there for. They yeah. don't want to talk about it because they're like, I had to do this, this, and this. And I don't even know why I was there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So That can be hard. And again, that's not their fault. Like they, because the military does a great marketing job as well. Like for your, for your country, do this and that, volunteer. Um, you know, it's going to be this glorious work. You're going to feel really fulfilled. Is kind of the persona I get from it. And mm-hmm. like, I'm sure it's not always that case. Yeah. I'm sure that's not always how these guys feel. I'm no. sure sometimes it is. And I'm sure sometimes it isn't. So yeah, maybe those guys are just, they don't want, yeah, they don't want to tell the story. So then they don't even want to maybe show something. So then it becomes a conversation starter. I don't know. I'm just guessing here, but. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I was never deployed, but, um, you know, being in the National Guard, you get activated for stuff. And you know, being in Minnesota, we've yeah, had just, we've had a couple riots in the last uh, in the last year. So when the George Floyd riots kicked off, uh, I was activated for that. We were one of the first units to get selected for that um, because I was the unit I was with was the Thirty uh, Fourth Military Police Company yeah. in Stillwater. So being a military police unit, um, we're pretty. I'm not saying we're better than anybody else by any means. I mean, we did win a Bandholtz Award, which was pretty cool, which basically meant we're the best MP company in the United States, which was pretty badass. That's dope. Um, How big is that, like, grouping? I don't even know what the terminology is. In all National Guards throughout Minnesota, or not even just Minnesota, but throughout the states. Yeah, how big is your, like, group that won that? Oh, our company was probably 250 people strong. Oh, wow. So I'm a mechanic, but I was with a a military police unit. That's kind of how they do it. We're... um, Military guys are laughing at me out there, calling it a group. Yeah, <laughs> what was it? What, how many people in your posse? How many? How many friends did you have? <laughs> how, how big? How big was your guys' click? <laughs> um, no, man, it's it's no big deal. But uh, yeah, we uh, we were there doing the George Floyd stuff. It was interesting. Um, I never in a million years would have guessed uh, that in my time of service I would 
go to a scene that was 15, 20 minutes away from my house to find buildings burning, people robbing stores, breaking in. uh, It was crazy. Gunfire, rubber bullets being shot like crazy. Yeah, it was uh, it was wild, man. It was like the Wild West. And it was it was very uh, it was very surreal for sure, because all you smelt was bonfire. And this was still during a pandemic, so we had to wear our masks and stuff. And it was wild. It was very wild. Um, then we were we were activated again uh, briefly after that for the gentleman who uh, had, I don't know if you ever saw it, but he had uh, shot himself. Mm, he, I saw that. I was I was not here anymore because he I was, was here for the George Floyd stuff. I think stuff. he was, I don't, and don't quote me on this, I don't know if this is i probably shouldn't even try to talk about it because i don't know but i believe he was the police were looking for him something or another and all i know is in the video he like went up to this corner of a store and you saw him shoot himself in the face yeah it was gruesome and then people immediately associated that with oh my god the police shot another black man and then the footage was leaked because they were plan- apparently there was protest planned to go on and stuff like that, and um, because they had thought it was another police shooting, but then this video started getting leaked of like you saw this guy blow his brains out, mm-hmm. and there was no, there wasn't cops nearby, so then yeah. people were like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, so we're not gonna do this. And I think that because uh, I did see that I wasn't here anymore, a lot of those riding, or a lot of the riding, and and when all that went down is when I was home because of COVID. Uh, kind of on an extended unplanned stay yeah but i think i had left by the time that happened but i did mm-hmm. see it even out there a lot of my social media is still minnesota things but circulating but i think what i hope obviously that was tragic and i don't know the whole story either but what i hope that showed people is to not jump so quick with social media videos like and i I'm, i do this myself too is yeah. like you see a video and you just immediately think you know everything and then you and then maybe even a day or a few days later hours later you see another video and you're just like that actually captured the whole thing and you're just like oh whatever it is even whatever situation it is and and i think people are just really quick to because i think there was protesting for that incident um and then i don't know if it was that day or whatever whenever realized whenever people realized it wasn't what it looked like from the very first video that it was actually completely different I guess I hope it stopped. I wasn't here, so I don't really know what happened, what went down that day. So that was uh that was pretty relaxed. We were still activated for three four days. Yeah. Um, but we spent, I spent my time at. I'm not sure if you're super familiar with like downtown Minneapolis, but there's a hotel, uh, the Hyatt mm-hmm. uh, Regency, mm-hmm. and then across the street's Millennium. Mm-hmm. So I was at the Hyatt in their like little parking area. It was off of. Oh, I don't even know what that street's called. Um, Nicollet. Nicollet. It's off of Nicollet Ave. Yep. I'm not sure what exact side street it was off of, but I was there and it was pretty, pretty relaxed. It's a pretty big homeless area. So mm-hmm. we just dealt with a lot of uh, drunk people and mm-hmm. just stupid stuff like that. But nothing happened that night. That's good. Uh, fortunately. The George Floyd stuff. Yeah, that was crazy different. That was, yeah. oh man, we were we were we were side by side with minneapolis pd and troopers and yeah yeah it was the first couple of days yeah we were down patrolling the streets with them 
And yeah, that was that was wild. Yeah, I bet. you'd be walking with the police, and all you hear was gush, and you'd hear glass break, and you know you'd see some kids running into mm-hmm. a store down in off of Nicollet. Once mm-hmm. again, we were down on on Nicollet, and yeah, it was you know you heard fire trucks everywhere, sirens everywhere. It was wild, man. It, it was, was like Grand Theft Auto. It was kind of like a war zone. Not it even kind of. It was a war zone. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and there was you know you'd hear you'd hear little pops going yeah. off, whether it was fake gunfire people just shooting to shoot whatever it was but still it's like man you were just on your toes i bet you you had to be yeah because i went down there the first i went down there after the first two nights of riding obviously i don't live down there my my parents don't live down there so i wasn't in the ride i wasn't involved down there but i did want to go down there just because it felt like to me this massive moment obviously there was a lot of I don't know if you'd say bad or, or like things that happened that shouldn't happened. I, I get what you're saying. But yeah, yeah. I don't was, even know how to say exactly what I'm trying to say. Um, but maybe some false accusations on some stuff, maybe some, or I guess maybe not even false accusations because that makes it sound bad, but more or less. I'm just, talking about like the riots itself, like destroying things. I'm, I, I think it was a lot of overreaction and not even so much that it was an overreaction, but the way that they were trying to, I guess, show their emotion was just a little confusing yeah. to a lot of us. It um, was, you know, we understood that they were ups- like people were upset. We were upset. You know, well, that's the thing. I, I, I would imagine a lot of probably police as well, but also National Guard guys like would have been in the riot if they weren't being because you don't have a choice obviously they're you're they're, they're deploying you oh yeah yeah, yeah so i mean they like yeah there was definitely people like completely there was understand the anger we understood the peaceful protesting and that's the thing that a lot of people didn't understand is they a lot of people associated what we were there for with oh they're backing up the police yeah well morally maybe not yeah but well, physically exactly. yeah physically yeah physically, but it's also your job. it's your order yeah like you don't we have a work choice. for the state of minnesota so if our governor needs help and you know we do the same thing for floods if they need help we're the first to get called because we work for the state so people don't understand that that's our job is to help with you know emergencies in the state that's what yeah. we do and being that the police officers were overwhelmed and vastly outnumbered they needed us mm-hmm. um so yeah they would immediately associate that with you're working for the cops you're on the cop side it's like well we understand what their job is and we understand that they're not all bad eggs. Yeah. A lot of people were putting them all into the category of, you know, fuck all the cops. Mm-hmm. They're all horrible. Mm-hmm. There's a, it's a, there's a couple bad eggs. Yeah. Look at politics. There's a lot of bad eggs. Mm-hmm. Why don't we ever, why don't we give them a hard time more often? Yeah. There's bad eggs everywhere, man. Look at celebrities. All these celebrities that are getting caught raping people. Yeah. They're like, it's uh... like, there's bad eggs everywhere everywhere is it sad that people that are supposed to be protecting us do these bad things yeah but there's always going to be a couple guys that slip through the cracks the Mm -hmm. military sees the same thing Mm -hmm. there's guys that are in the military and i don't personally know any of them uh because i like i said i've never deployed but i've heard stories from people of guys that are on deployments and you can find youtube videos of it too guys will talk about you know being special forces whatever they'll be overseas and they talk about how crazy some of these guys that they're working with are 
Like the U.S. military guys? Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, these guys that just, they, they love to kill. That's their thing. And there is, there is rules. I mean, we have, like, war rules, mm-hmm. essentially. Like, it's like playing a video game. Like, there's rules. You can't do this. You can't do this. But some of these guys are so just, like, they just love, they love to, you know, they love to kill. And it's, it's so, it's That's wild. the thing with the military is, like, I think it's really ugly, especially for just regular civilians who live in America, mm-hmm. which is a no fucking wars are here, whatever, like regular civilian life. Like we train people to be expert killers. A hundred percent. And that's what their job is. So these people are going to probably, whether they were before or after or happens at some point doing this job, be a little fucked up in the head, whether they enjoy it or not. Like they're going to be what their fucking profession is, is killing people or military uh, objectives yeah and it's it's and I, I don't know i guess that's just the ugly truth and the reality yeah. of the situation like that's that's what some people's jobs are i mean if you want to think of it wholeheartedly our job as you know as soldiers is to protect our country protect our people and defend it at the same time yeah you know so it's not even so much that killing is the goal it's just it happens to be an aftermath of war. It's been going on since forever, you know, since before Christ. Mm-hmm. We've always we've we've always been in some type of war. The yeah. world has. The world has. Yeah. It's it's just that's people's human nature. We love to fight. Uh, we love we love confrontation, and especially the United States. We you know we have a lot of very well trained, uh, highly operable sections yeah. within the military to yeah. do stuff like that. So it's not even so much that like when you look at like bin laden we didn't even really want to kill him we wanted to capture him but it just so happened that given the scenario given the circumstances they had to pull the trigger but it wasn't i mean ideally we would like to capture because we would like to question him hey why did you do that get him exactly get information because if he's dead he doesn't offer us any value yeah he's just he's just just another can't do anything with it yeah he's gone okay but we want to. We want answers. It's mm-hmm. like uh, you know, interrogators. Interrogators wouldn't have a job if we just killed everybody. True, and they want to bring in yeah suspects and actually get information. Exactly. That's a great point. Yeah, our goal is not always to to kill. I mean, if you're if you think about it, I mean, if you're in Iraq or Afghanistan and you're on a convoy and you're hearing shots getting popped off at you, you're going to return fire. It's just that's what you got to do. You can't just sit there and be like, "Hey, you know, let's let's talk about this." Mm-hmm. You know, let's 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 work something yeah, out here. Zone. If you're, dude, you're dealing with people that want you dead. You gotta you gotta stand up for yourself. It's you gotta, a different you gotta world. defend your people too. It's a different world, and that's what I think is hard for people to understand here. And, and again, I'm including myself. I've never experienced anything like that. The closest thing I experienced to a war zone type of atmosphere was here with those riots. It, it felt like anything could happen though. at any fucking mat, any second. Um, it felt like things could get really ugly. Literally any second, you really didn't know. I was down there the second day, and blocks were burnt up, buildings fucking destroyed. Like it was, it was something that I think even in the moment I was like, I can't really even understand how big of a deal this is right now. Until like I can't process that. Like right now, I'm thinking about it again. It's just like fuck. Yeah, especially in Minnesota, of all places, mm-hmm. you know, we're known for being, you know, Minnesota nice and mm-hmm. passive aggressive. But, dude, that was, 
Yeah, Minnesota saw it. Minnesota went through it yeah. for a week. And I don't I don't know how you feel. Obviously, we've never talked about this. I seeing that video was fucking devastating. Devastating and like I'm trying not to get emotional right now. No, it's all good, man. <laughs> um I don't know, man. It was hard to watch. So I understood the anger. Yeah. Like I know, like, I understood it as much as I could. I know I'm not going to understand it fully. It's hard. Being being the scenario, being, you know, we're both obviously white, white men. men. Yeah. We don't face that, we don't face that adversity. Mm-hmm. We don't, and we never will. Yeah. And it's it's a truth that we ha- we've accepted. Yeah. But. I think you at, need to, I think as a white man, this is, this is just my opinion, white person even, not just, just male, um, you need to understand and accept that you don't understand. Like you never will. Yeah. You never will. So and it, yeah, and, it, and that like it just is what it is. You can tr- you can try. Like I'm not saying don't try. Obviously try, you know, talk to people, get get some experience, get some perspective, but you're never you don't live that every single second. It's not a part of your life. Maybe if you go somewhere else in the in the world, mm-hmm. you can get a, a similar experience but having it as that's even probably different because you know okay this is a foreign place this Mm -hmm. isn't my home country this isn't where i grew up this isn't my state this isn't my hometown again right now i'm even thinking about that i haven't thought about that before like that's even got to be a different feeling that you just you just will never get Mm -hmm. but so i i guess personally i try to keep that in in mind of like all that whole scenario was fucking hard to uh because there was so much ugliness I understood yeah. it. Things like destro- like destroying things. I don't really like. It seemed to me maybe it went on too long. But at the same time, then I'm think, well, I I don't understand. Like I can't tell someone else. I'm not in a position to tell anybody else how angry they should be about something I don't fucking understand. Yeah. You know, and that's it's just it was a really hard scenario, and the video was so clear and so ugly mm-hmm. and so hard to watch and so just like disgusting i don't know I, me- I remember waking up and seeing that and i was just like what the fuck like i don't even know that happened right here like just 30 minutes i was down there when it happened i didn't know that until the next day because it went viral the next day mm-hmm. i was like two miles away i was at uh like like harriet Okay. Yeah. So pretty. Close. I was literally like two miles away. Real close. Like within the hour or two that it was that it in real time it was happening, but I just didn't know it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't even know what to say. Dude. Yeah. It was. Uh. You know, watching it, I obviously have a lot of 